Okay, Steven, did you get your thing done? Are you ready? Yep, let's do this. Okay, welcome everyone to episode 32 of Next Gen Newsweek, your weekly podcast for all things Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and a little bit of CES 2021, maybe. Uh, my name's Mitch. Join me in no particular order. We have Michael. Hey. And Steven. And Richard. Hello. Ooh. He sounds so, like, <laughs> ominous. Especially whenever you're looking at him like this. I'm sorry. He just I rotates look, his look chair down. around. He's like, hello, welcome to my parlor. I'm looking at this hold on to your potatoes in the show notes, and that threw me off. Hold <laughs> We'll get we'll get we'll get back to it. We'll tell you why you need to hold on to your potatoes later. Um, we have a a, a jam packed show for you. It's exciting. You know, this is the the first uh, episode of the new year where we actually have a lot of news because stuff's starting to happen. Like I said, with uh, CES twenty twenty one happening, uh, not a lot of gaming stuff coming out of that, but uh, a couple of big you know uh, studios popping up and. Uh, Licenses starting to expire, and everyone's starting to get a little freaky with their uh, Disney stuff. So uh, well, we'll jump into that in a little bit. But first, we're going to start off with a little bit of a sad story from the land of Warner Brothers, because Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed to 2022. I didn't really expect that game to come out this year, but it isn't officially now coming out this year. Um, Steven, your take. Oh. At first, when that game first came out, you know, I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, but I got into trailers. I got to reading blogs, um, hitting up Reddit and, and just reading different stuff about it. And I was like, this actually could be a fun game. Um, and it seemed like it's a bit unique for what it's worth. Um, and then the walls come crashing down that I probably won't see it until, what, the beginning of next year, middle of next year? I'd say fall um, 2022, maybe. Oh, my goodness. Why must I be tortured? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a, it's a bit sad, but it's it's understandable. They want the game to come out right uh, with everything that's going on. And I don't think anybody wants to be in the seat of cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I mean, it's the right call. It's the right call on the end. I know a lot of people are going to be sad, and it's probably going to be uh, a few more games is going to be like that, but you know it is what it is. To produce a quality game, it takes time, effort, and patience. Um, so, um, if they don't have the effort front, then you know they have to add it on to the time. So be it. Yeah, Richard, anything to add on top of that? I would have been concerned if it if it hadn't got delayed. Uh, something like that. I think it's in good hands. I think I, I mentioned on an earlier podcast that. Um, I think it was Jam Key or Jam Jam City. Jam something developed something for Port Key. It's a Hogwarts mystery. It's a mobile mm-hmm. game. And it's excellent as far as mobile games go. And if it's anything remotely like that one, uh, story-wise and, and gameplay-wise for a mobile game, if, if you haven't already, you guys should check it out. Um, I think it's in good hands. So if they say it's going to take another year, then by all means, take another year. What is the... There's two mobile games for Harry Potter. There's a Hogwarts Mystery and there's Hogwarts yeah. Legacy. Is that the other one? It's it's the one that no Legacy Legacy is the PS <laughs> the PS five game. Yeah. Um, I know because one of them is made by Niantic, who makes Pokemon mm-hmm. Go. Yeah, yeah that one blows. 
I'm talking about the one that doesn't suck. <laughs> I've never played either. I, I take that back. Now, I, I know what would be cool is if they made a Ghostbusters version of that. Like, that would be hella cool. But I'm how just, many actual you're ghosts? You're being sarcastic, um, right? I know. <laughs> I, but how I many think, actual you know, ghosts yeah. did they come out with, though? There's, uh, what's there, the gatekeeper. You've got the slime. And everybody else is uncategorized. They... But it's only like six or seven extra ghosts that you know of throughout the series, right? Well, yeah, sure. But they can always make other ghosts. And Hold then, on. Like, Wait you know, your raid like... battles are... Hang on. Y'all are like behind the times. They've already done this. There's already what? a game like Pokemon Go that's Ghostbusters. What? Yeah. They borrowed a lot of the like the ghosts and stuff from like the animated series that they did. Okay. So they really fleshed out the roster. And I was on board. Yeah, like I signed up for what I would get notified when it came out, like day one. So I like threw myself into it. I even paid money. And then after about a year, they just stopped updating it. Oh, they just completely disappeared and went silent. So, oh no, the whole fan base around that just kind of. They always have to play Pokemon Go. Yeah. You can probably, I don't even know if you can still download it or not. But I mean, the problem was it was really fun at the time because there was like a certain mechanic. It wasn't just like, you know, tossing a Pokemon ball. You know, you had to, um, you had to really wrangle the ghost and like move around and stuff, you know, to keep it. I mean, it. Cross your streams. I thought it was fun. I thought it was awesome. It just sounds like Luigi's uh, Mansion, but a mobile game. Like we have to like just. The shells were just. Man, they they fell off. They really did. Maybe that's what uh, Scott did with his um his AR FNAF game that he made, Special Delivery. Uh, it seems like it has some some of those aspects to it. Maybe he took something from that one. They probably all bear. Or maybe them. Luigi and the Ghostbusters can have a crossover. All right, it was uh, it was called Ghostbusters World. Came out in huh. 2018. Yeah, I had what? no idea. It's about the same time that the Harry Potter one came out. I think. That's so sad. I missed out on that. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you weren't missing much. <laughs> no, no. I mean, look, for the first few months, you did. It was awesome, but it was a big letdown at the end. Sorry, if they would have kept updating it and, like, just put more into it, you know, it would have been different. But And then they ghosted all of us. They did. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. Well... Uh, moving on to our next door, we've got uh, Super Mario 3D World plus um, Bowser's Fury coming to the Switch on February 12th. Um, I was kind of expecting a Nintendo Direct showing off the game, but instead they, Nintendo just dropped a two-minute trailer uh, for featuring a giant kaiju-looking Bowser and a uh, Mario that can Dynamax, if you're uh, familiar with your Pokemon lingo. Um, so, Michael, did you get to watch the trailer? Were you excited for... I did. I did watch that. That looks fun. Um, um, I'm interested to see how it all plays out, but I mean, the graphics look fantastic, so it, it's going to be a good Mario game. Yeah, um, I'm actually kind of curious how much y'all's thoughts on this. Like, I know that 3D World, like the base game, is very, it's like it's time-based, like, you know, you're trying to get from point A to point B, kind of like the t- traditional Mario games. But everything that I saw in the Bowser's Fury kind of looked like Mario Odyssey, where it's more open world. You can, there's not like a timer. You kind of just do whatever you want. Uh, did, y'all, did y'all get that same impression about it, or was that yeah. just me? Um, I mean, maybe they've kind of included a little bit of both elements, you know, trying to take the best out of both worlds, and hopefully that's the case. Yeah, yeah. It, it did look like it borrowed elements, which that's a good thing. 
it's the the Mario Odyssey 1.5 we never thought we were going to get. I'm just kind of glad to see the um, keep your enemies closer aspect. Now oh, he's needing to, yes, he's needing to uh, team up with one of the lesser evils to take down the greater evil. Fuck you, um, Dad! <laughs> and it would be a trip maybe five or six Mario games down the line to where Bowser's off all together and Bowser Jr. takes over and he fuck shit up but you know I mean it's really a ploy to get Princess Peach in the end anyway right I mean they mm-hmm. both Princess Peach uh, was uh, in the eyes of both Bowser and Bowser Jr um, I think Bowser Jr. had like some mommy complex in Sunshine <laughs> or something like yeah. that so yeah, yeah yeah I was getting ready to bring that up like I'm pretty sure that Bowser Jr. was told that Peach was his mom <laughs> Yeah, but he's also kind of into her and hates her. Yeah, like there's there's some weird <laughs> there's some weird juju there's a, going yeah, on. Yeah, there's that. a there's a lot of weird stuff going on with that for sure. Um, I didn't put this in the notes, but I remember reading about it. Uh, they didn't kind of confirm what the amiibo functionality is, which I'm pretty sure amiibo were kind of dead at this point. I don't know if y'all agree with that or not, but um, there have what's an amiibo? Yeah. <laughs> They have <laughs> they have two new amiibo coming out, which is the Cat Mario, Cat Peach amiibos, which they have specific things that Aww. they haven't shown off in the game. Yeah, no, Nico amiibo. Um, but then they also let you use the Bowser and the Bowser Jr. amiibos, and Bowser Jr.'s amiibo lets him do some kind of special attack in the game. That's all they said. But pretty much it's just gonna, it's almost like an easy mode that you kind of can just call upon. And then the Bowser amiibo... Is the exact opposite where it can like spawn whatever this Bowser is actually called. He can just kind of drop in whenever instead of at these specific moments, I assume. Uh, so he can actually make the game harder by him just showing up and just fucking things huh. up wherever you're at. What are you hunting? I like that. That's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah. It's kind of like, like in, uh, if y'all ever played Twilight Princess HD, if you. Um, put down the Midna Wolf Link amiibo, it would, uh, you get like a companion to help fight enemies, make things easier. But if you put down the Ganondorf amiibo, it made it where all the enemies, uh, hit twice as hard and you can't find hearts in the overworld anymore. And, uh, uh whenever you put in the, uh, opponent one, it dropped a horse from the sky onto enemies. Yes. No, yeah. I think that actually, well, no, that's in, uh, that's in breath. Of, well, sort of in breath. Of the Wild. <laughs> they, don't, they don't drop from the sky. Um, uh, as a slight so tangent, goes, to, oh, go ahead. What? So it goes from Legend of Zelda to Dark Souls all of a sudden, sort yeah. of, sort of. Oh, and enemies regenerate health too. That's that was the other thing. Um, oh, that sucks. Slight, slight tangent about Breath of the Wild because I saw this. Uh, there's a YouTuber. I wish I knew his name. I'd plug him. Uh, but he gets people to like mod Breath of the Wild, like the Wii U version that you can play on your computer, and they'll send him like these funny mods. And uh, somebody sent in one where they flooded the entire game. Like, it was just all water except for, like, everything on, like, the very, like, high slopes. And he uh, he got the raft off the plateau and was going across the map. And he had, like, there's this little exploit thing where you can uh, take a treasure chest with Magnesis and push it up against a raft. And it just pushes it, like, it was just getting thrown across, the like, the ocean. <laughs> and... And when he finally slowed down, he got to like a part where like in the normal field there would have been horses. 
And so all the horses spawn in, and you just start seeing them float up <laughs> to the top. <laughs> of the that is awesome. Uh, I'll have to find the video, but it was. I, I got a good kick out of it. It was great. Uh, but keeping with the, the Mario theme, because, you know, this is Mario's still technically his 35th anniversary. Uh, Nintendo has revealed a red and blue Switch bundle where everything, like actual hardware-wise with the Switch, like the actual Switch itself, the dock, and the Joy-Cons are red, but all the accessories for it, like the straps and the Joy-Con grip are blue, very, like, Mario colors. Um I know I don't think any of us are in the market for buying a switch, but uh, do you guys like that? They're finally starting to do customized switches instead of just sticking with the ones we've always had. Well, I mean, they did something similar a little while ago with the, uh, the 3DS. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we might see a Luigi version. Maybe that would be nice. I want to, I, I just want a black and gold Zelda one. That's all I want. I'll be content. I mean, I'm still kind of hung up on um, not having that variety anymore with Nintendo. It just really sucks. Like, um, how we had different variations of the same consoles, kind of, sort of. How we had the the 3DS, we had the 2DS, which could play 3DS games without the compatibility of the 3DS. And then we had the 3DS XL. and I know it seems kind of like a pointless pitch, but, you know, that was Nintendo's thing. And um, people seem to enjoy it, and they got their sales off of it. Now we've been stuck with, what, the the Switch for how long? Seven years? Oh, God, no. It's only been like four. <laughs> Has it really been yeah. only four years? Yeah. yeah. Four years this um, March. Yeah. Four years this March. And we don't have a pro version coming out. We don't have any type of variation coming out with it. And like, what do they have up their sleeve for? Well, I'll, I will just say, uh, we haven't gotten official switch pro, which is going to be part of my next question about this, but they did revise the switch back when the switch light came out. Uh, what was that? 20, September, 2019, where they, uh, reworked like the processor in it. So that way it could, it, almost du- like yeah doubled the battery life on it uh made it where it had better cooling and uh just better all performance across the board with it so it wasn't like a actual switch pro upgrade or anything like that but it wasn't a little bit it went make the switch for um, breath of the wild the base switch like i think most of us probably have um can only play like three and a half hours of breath of the wild on like a full charge with like everything like wi-fi turned on and I think it jumped it up to like nine hours with the, oh, nice. and then it also increased uh, like loading speeds and stuff like that for some games. So I mean they they have improved it, but it's just not been like a full on like Switch Pro refresh. But um, to that point, because I did ask that question when I saw that Switch bundle, and we're gonna jump to Richard with his uh, his quick shutdown answer. <laughs> does the uh, <laughs> Does the Mario Edition Switch mean that we're not getting a Switch Pro anytime soon? No. I want to add, you know, you know, Stephen was talking about what what he would like. I would like to see a good Nintendo game. You know, it could be like baby <laughs> oh. shit green, and I would no, no, play no. it on I that got it. Switch, it's going to be but... great. So the the new game is going to be they're going to bring back Nintendogs as a Nintendo Labo feature. So you see, have this like... little bitty like short-sized cardboard dog that you can pet and shove your controllers into 
in and out. And, and, look, and I, I know you're <laughs> lampooning it right now, and that's not real, but that's the kind of shit they would give us. And that's right. just, you know. <laughs> well, um, y'all should have seen, I don't know if uh, Chase sent this to everyone or not, but he sent this uh, message in this other group chat. I mean, they said Nintendo announces Star Fox Maker because they're too lazy to make another one. And it was like, you can be on the ground and like have dinosaurs. You can be up in the air and like do any kind of dog fighting thing. And said, Oh, and they're following it up with Metroid prime four maker because they don't know how to make it. And then, uh, and then the next one after that was, uh, um, it was a mother three localizer. <laughs> so I don't, you know, and I mean, this isn't, you know, I'm, I rag Nintendo over this and I shouldn't, um, cause it's not even a Nintendo property, but I'm still waiting for a Castlevania remake, the original game with the art style of the Castlevania characters from smash. I mean, somebody, anybody, yeah, just, just anybody, anybody make that game, make it happen. Please listen to Richard's cries for help. I mean, it's, <laughs> it would look, it, it would sell, it would sell. It would, it would, it would, it really would. Um, also, uh, speaking of things that are probably going to sell really well, uh, Microsoft wanted to get on, on the Mario 35th anniversary celebration. So they came out with a red Xbox series X controller. Um, wow. it's not actually part of Mario. I don't think that, but it's, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a but red third party accessory. It can be it very well. Yeah. You can use it in <laughs> smack it your circle D padded for your, uh, all in Street Fighter collections on the Switch. Uh, but yeah, they've got a red uh, Series X controller. It's just red. It looks just like the blue one, but it's just red on the front, and then it's got the black buttons, and then it's white on the back, which I think is really weird, but, you know, whatever. Let them do their thing. Um, I don't plan on... I don't need an extra Xbox controller, so, I mean... If you get one, cool, mm. but... <laughs> <laughs> it's like That's like a Player 3 controller right there. Um David will probably get one, if I had to guess. Maybe. <laughs> if it was purple or green, he'd probably get it. Um, but that's going to bring us to like the overall like big story for this week. And is that um, Lucasfilm Games has uh, reemerged. From, uh, it used to be around in the 80s, and then it went away, became LucasArts. And then they kind of, when the whole Disney thing went about, they kind of just disappeared. But now they're coming back. And the reason why this is important is because the contract deal that EA has with Disney about being the only people who can make Star Wars games expires in 2023. So uh, it'll be at that point where other major companies are able to buy Steven um, to um, make Star Wars games again. What do you get? What Steven grab? A condom. Steven, we don't need condoms on this show, man. A condom? What? <laughs> <laughs> you got up like you were grabbing something really important. So anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> so that being said, like, uh, so EA has been—I don't even know when the deal started, but they have been the only ones being able to make Star Wars games. So we've gotten Star Wars Battlefront One and Two. We got Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I don't. I'm sure there's other ones, but those are the most recent ones that they've come out with, and. Uh, they're also the publisher of the Lego Star Wars games, I believe. Um, don't hold me to that. But anyway, so that's getting ready to fall apart to where anyone can make 
uh, any game under the Lucasfilm branding. So, and actually, since that announcement came out, we've actually gotten two major game announcements, which is that uh, Bethesda, the uh, parent company of Machine Games, who does uh, Wolfenstein, is making a Indiana Jones game slated to come out in 2023 and Ubisoft is making a open world Star Wars game that's based off of the Division engine. Hmm. So fun stuff coming out, Richard. You what are you thinking about all this? I think it's awesome. You know, I often I don't often wonder, but when I read this, I wondered about there was a lot of the smaller franchises from like LucasArts that I think they sold off to Telltale and I don't know what the current status is of Telltale. I know they shut their doors, but it seems to me like there was some news that popped up that they had tried to kind of reinvigorate that or the investors were going to try and save it or something. I wonder tell. if if they tell. would be um, <laughs> if they would be apt to sell some of those, like Monkey Island. Um, it seems like there was a couple of other ones. Um, Full Throttle. Those point-and-click uh, adventures uh, from so, the early days of so, LucasArts. So uh, Double Fine picked up Double a fine, bunch of those right. and they, they like did, day of the tentacle did. and full throttle and uh, what was the other one grim fandango yes they, they yes. picked up all of those and remastered them and they're currently on xbox that's uh well oh grim fandango is because yes. i know i've i've got the monkey island and full throttle on sony but then microsoft bought double fine didn't yep. they mm-hmm. yeah but awesome privilege um so, I mean, I think, you know, me and Steven were talking about the, uh, the Indiana Jones game and whether or not it would be exclusive to the Xbox with it being Bethesda. And with it kind of being lorded over by Lucasfilm Games, I don't think so. Because Lucasfilm would stand to make a lot of money if it was multi-platform. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. in my opinion, Microsoft would have to pay big bucks to come up from that deficit not that they couldn't do that but maybe limited exclusivity well i don't know if it'll be an exclusive game though i think the the big takeaway is that this deal for this game is probably this game's probably been in the works for a little while and i don't personally think that the first like exclusive bethesda game that's going to come out for the xbox is going to be until starfield comes out i think that's probably going to be the first one I really don't see them making it first party plus, but if they, but like to your point, kind of like an exclusivity thing. I mean, fifteen dollars a month, you can get it on Game Pass, or a dollar if you let your subscription lapse and then pick it back up again, versus paying seventy dollars for it on PlayStation. So I mean, that is kind of a deal <laughs> getting it that way. Yeah. But uh, Stephen, did you have anything? If to, it's if it's exclusive. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Steve. I don't know. Maybe they could um, work something out to where they can have, uh, if if they're going to have this game, to where it's going to have DLCs. Um, maybe it can make two versions of the DLCs um, to where, you know, they can still sell to Sony and they can still sell to Xbox. But um, kind of break a DLC in half to where you can only get one side of the story from Xbox and you can only get one oh, side damn. of the story from Sony. That no. way you have no choice but you have I'm no not, choice. I'm but not to giving be them any money at all. Play nice. <laughs> you have no, no choice money. But to play nice and converse with the enemy in order to get this complete 
DLC story for the lore purposes. That's that's limited. that's almost worse than Sony limiting Spider-Man <laughs> in Avengers and then Xbox going, "Oh, if you want to play as Hulk, you can only play as Hulk on Xbox." But then they uh on the PS5 version of of the Avengers game, you have all of Hulk's missions, but you can know you'll know that you'll never be able to get them and vice versa on the Xbox. That's just well, absolutely. To I, yeah, fair, I, to though, Richard, I would not give him any money for that. To be fair, though, that Marvel game sucks. So. True, true. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, think of it this way. Like, what if it was Insomniac, they never got bought by PlayStation, and they made a an Iron Man game for Xbox and a Spider-Man game for PlayStation, and the story's intertwined, but the only way to figure out the whole story is if you bought the other system. I mean... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a way to help people come together at all. That's just, just going to make thought. more divisive and more... That would make me want. No, I'm not gonna say what it would make me want to do. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to be on record for. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. Like, do you guys have any like uh, thoughts about what kind, what an Indiana Jones game in 2023 would look like? Like, would it would it be like because machine games? I mean, they make first person games. Granted, they're really good at making games about killing Nazis, so they already got the Indiana Jones bit, you know, and we already it. got the Nazis. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So you, now I don't know anything about Uncharted, but do you think it could play close to something like Uncharted? That's what I was thinking. Is that it's going to be yeah. like Uncharted or Laura Croft or something? And that's then, probably uh, because the it's uh, the uh, 2021. Now uh, we'll uh, have some big old crystal skull ending where he's battling an AI universe or something. <laughs> well, I think totally fuck up all pre. <laughs> By the time that um, this game comes out, though, I think they'll have Indiana Jones five done because they're filming it right now. So we the story, the story is probably going to be intertwined with that uh, movie, if I had to guess. I believe buff in it. I don't know. <laughs> I believe. Uh, I believe the other Indiana Jones games, even though they may not have any type of like Easter eggs or relate directly to the movies, uh, the continuity is supposed to all be there. So. Hmm. Weird. What about an open world Star Wars game? Like any? Uh, yes. Personal opinions, like how <laughs> what what you would like to see in it? Like would you? Yes. <laughs> do you want it to kind of. <laughs> take over cake into that same like um way that maybe like destiny did stuff or do you want it to kind of be no. like the division but just with lightsabers and in the future uh, neither <laughs> <laughs> i think it's gonna be closer to the destiny but then you're gonna have some um you'll have some star battles it'll be a little little mix maybe. i don't want a first person game what oh what about uh what is that like, game on like PS5? God, Godfall, no or Godfall. <laughs> isn't Godfall a third person action game? That's third person, yeah, yeah. I, I'd rather have third person. I don't. I'm trying to think. Uh, Fallen Jedi that was third person, wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I don't first person. I don't know. I don't. I don't want a first person. I want to. I want to see like Grand Theft Auto, Star Wars be amazing jump into a ship fly to another planet that kind of open world where it's just all open with yeah. all the star wars talk uh epic is giving away uh star wars battlefront 2 celebration edition starting on the 14th that's 
tomorrow as of the time of this recording. Yes, it is. Um, speaking of Fallen Order, though, uh, as of, I think it's today now, time of the we're recording this, uh, the free next-gen upgrades for Jedi Fallen Order on Series X and PS5 have uh, been rolled out. So if you are owner of a next-gen system in that game, go ahead and take advantage of all Dude, the... that. That was so disappointing. What? That game, Fallen Order. Ah, I never played Dude, it. Dude, it was awesome. No, no, it was great. It was fantastic. The story was great. The gameplay was great. I can't really find a flaw in it, but it just, it ended. And it felt like there was such a market for DLC because the way it worked is you had to travel to different planets, and each planet was like its own little open world segment. And like it, Destiny. See, I, no. Um, it was almost Metroidvania-ish because you would go to a planet and you would come to an area that maybe you couldn't progress because of some reason. Then you'd go to another planet, you'd get a power, and then you'd backtrack and do this other planet, and that Jedi power would open. So it had a Metroidvania feel to it. But because like each little planet was kind of like its own little ecosystem, it felt like it would have been easy to just like develop like another planet-based world that you could you know throw 10 bucks at and add on yeah. to the story or whatever i mean it really felt like they could have done something with that and they didn't it's just it is what it is and i mean they didn't promise it either but it it felt so much that way that it, it really felt like it was missing like destiny where they did promise a lot of story oh my god Oh, God. Can never, I can never pick up Destiny again. This is this is too. You much. You know what? I, I I I will if they make cross buy a thing. Yeah. Because that right now is what's killing me. Yeah, right now you can cross play with other people. That's fine. I don't care. But make make cross buy a thing. I don't want to have to buy the same content across three different consoles just because. You know, at one place I'm playing on my PS4, PS5, and next place I'm playing on a PC, and I don't have access to my content. I already bought somewhere else. Yep. It's not. I mean, that, it's not that hard. I can do that with skins. <laughs> yeah, it's not that hard. Fucking do it. You heard it for you. Heard, you listen to Destiny or Bungie. <laughs> I feel like if it's if it's online multiplayer and it's multi-platform. At this point in time, it should all be cross-play and cross-buy. Yeah. No exceptions. Mm-hmm. That should just be the standard. Well, and, that, it and it's crazy because, you know, um, actually, I take that back. Activision doesn't own Bungie anymore. They're their own uh, publisher. But back when they were under them, um, you know, even still Call of Duty, like their battle passes, it's actually integrated between two games now across every version of the game. Um and most of their DLC is free, but if you buy any of those weapon packs or anything like that, I mean, you get them on everything. So it's, I don't know. It's maybe they, they'll get it figured out eventually, but it's also Bungie. So we'll see. Part of it is the stores too. I mean, PlayStation gets, you know, a certain cut. Xbox gets that same amount of cut, whether it's on their platform or vice versa. But I mean, yeah, you're right. They, the publishers ought to renegotiate these terms. Yeah. You know, so what if you get a cut yeah. or they get a cut? If if it's going towards our platform, that's that's our decision. You know, right. 
Well, switching gears uh, to our last big topic. So last week, we spent a little bit of time talking about the 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. And uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about the next big anniversary coming up this year, which is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. So uh, I'm going to start with Michael because I'm, I'm sure everyone has a little bit versed with Pokemon, but I talked to Michael the most about Pokemon. Um, so Michael... In 2021, what kind of Pokemon game would you like to see? If you got to pick between like a new game, uh, the second version of Let's Go, or a remaster, uh, what would you like to see? Uh, Nintendo can't do it, but why not a VR? I mean, that that'd be that'd be the. I think you answered that question. <laughs> I mean, besides it being Nintendo, that's the next logical step. Besides, people have already beaten Nintendo in that endeavor, I mean, so to speak, as far as next-gen goes. I mean, they had the, the Virtual Boy, but, uh, I mean, technology leaps, it almost doesn't count anymore. Hey, so, don't, be, don't be knocking the Virtual Boy. Yeah, so that was the shit. But, I mean, yeah, it just, uh, I mean, that's the next logical step is, I mean, even if it's just for fun, you know, like a like a Pokemon ranch sort of deal, you transfer your Pokemon, you can play with them, you can eat with them, you can play ball with them, whatever the fuck you want to do besides, you know, anything that's not PG-13 with them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, we are Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> meow meow. <laughs> um, short of that, though, most realistic thing is a remake of Diamond Pearl Platinum. I think I don't that's know why, like, one of the most hated generations is one of my favorites. Well, and, you know, that's actually a generation I never played because when I saw the, the starters, I was like, ew, they, they don't look like Pokemon anymore. But, yeah. um, I would be very, I've grown to um, actually have more appreciation for that generation. I think it's because I've been playing a lot more Pokemon Go and I'm getting to see a lot more of those uh, creatures from that generation. But um, I think I think Gen 4 remakes are what's actually going to happen. Uh, we do have Pokemon Snap 2 coming out this year, which is, you know, that's a very long requested sequel to a, a cult hit on the 64. So... That's something to look forward to. But uh, Steven, any any hopes for a 2021 Pokemon game? Um, I was going to ride on a new Pokemon game, but it's clear that they're not done writing out these DLCs that they have. Um, and then with the addition of what Pokemon Home, I think that's what it's called, to where you can actually, I guess you can really call it a, a loophole, but uh, you can get all three of starters and you can, uh, collect Pokemon if you need to restart it, almost like a prestige function. Um, so I don't think they're done milking Sun and Moon, uh, not Sun and Moon, uh, Sword and Shield. Um, so yeah, I was gonna lean towards uh, a remake of Diamond and Pearl because I was gonna go to black and white, but they wouldn't skip Gen 4 and go to Gen 5, though. Yes, yeah. so yeah, so I was like, yeah, so we'll probably do for. Uh, Diamond and Pearl. My An interesting take: the only fire Pokemon that came from that generation was the starter. Really? Was it? There was no other fire Pokemon in the entire fucking game besides Ponyta and Rapidash. 
until they made Platinum, which they brought in some other older generation Pokemon, like Magmar, Flareon. You know, didn't they have the the zebra that had like fire attacks? Like it was like. Well, I mean, yeah, all of them had fire attacks, but even the fire gym leader was using older gen Pokemon, and even. I think, if I recall correctly, the older that fire gym leader had a Gyarados with Fire Fang. <laughs> hey, that hey, that's things. ridiculous, though. I mean, if you so, think about it, yeah, that's drop the ball there. I mean, teach the wrong. My thing with the whole Gen Eight uh, not being time for a new game thing is, you know, they twenty nineteen was um, Sword and Shield, and they decided that they weren't going to make a third uh, Pokemon Gun or Lance or whatever it was they were going to call it. Um, so they went and they decided instead to do the DLC. So you got the, what was it? The, uh, the crown tundra and the, the Isle of armor. I think that's what they are. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so to which I have yet to play either one of them. I knew gamed my set. Like, uh, Steven was talking about it. I kind of like prestige myself and then never did it. Um, but I think that they're going to, I think they're hopefully going to listen to the feedback from everyone who was like, this game, it's got a lot of graphical issues. It looks like a GameCube game. <laughs> like, think about, like, Genshin Impact. Like, you've seen that comparison where, like, they have Genshin next to Pokemon. Like, which one of these is made by Nintendo? And it's like, or technically it's not Nintendo, it's Pokemon Company, but still. It's like, they could, they need to, like, overhaul the next mainline Pokemon right. game. They need to take I I would be completely okay if say the Switch lasted another four years and like it took them a three years to make the next Pokemon game. They said we're just gonna redo everything and hopefully Hop doesn't exist <laughs> in oh the next Pokemon God. game. Because that's so the annoying. that's the reason why I can't make myself play Sword and Shield again. I take five steps, there's Hop. Hey what's up man? I just had a Nice salad or something, and then he just take five more steps. What's going on, man? My brother's still the champion. Are you gonna beat him? Like it's just whatever. Um, like and it just it just bothered me. I know we're getting ready to hop subjects, but it just bothered me that he was so gun ho. And I see this in a lot of animes to where he's like he's got diamond armor on as far as his ego. And somebody picks it with an ice pick. And just shatters his whole illusion. <laughs> like he's done the rest of the game. He's no count. He the rest is. of the game. He is. He gets his feelings hurt one time, and then he becomes a depressed little bitch the rest of the yes. game. <laughs> he, I mean, he couldn't make a decisive decision. Like he was just awful. He was like a a moody teenager after a breakup. The, it was um, awful. The opposite <laughs> box art legendary. It uh, went with him because it felt bad for him. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Richard, what are your what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, what do I want or what do I think they'll do? They'll, they'll probably do the remake that you guys keep talking about. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm not I've not had a lot of experience with the different generations and the different games. I've not played a lot of them, so I don't know if this is even a thing. I know that um, Mewtwo was genetically engineered. Yep, mm-hmm. correct. All right, so. I don't know if this mechanic is ever maybe maybe a little bit of a darker story where you have like the element where you can actually crossbreed Pokemon or maybe genetically engineer your own to add like a like a different level of customization to a Pokemon that nobody's ever played before, you know, to where 
certain elements even change aspects of how they look. And if they can somehow figure out a way to do it to where it's so kind of specific or at random to where you could have a player that would have a Pokemon that was just really unique to that person. Uh, I think that would be awesome. I mean, in Sword and Shield, they low-key, I don't want to say dabbled, but it kind of hits the same markers with the fossils. You can't, There were four fossils, and depending on which order you, like, did stuff with them and you could attach like their tops or their bottoms to the other tops and bottoms of the other fossils. And it would change like their typing and like how they looked and everything. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a taste, but you know, go like, go all in on that though. It's like that Pokemon Fusion website, but it's just... Yeah, there's two two reasons why Nintendo don't, and one of them is the Pokemon Fusion, where people are artistically, they're already brought to that. And two, uh, I think in because of Pokemon Fusion, there actually is like a, uh, I forget the, the exact title, but there's a Pokemon ripoff that's fan-made, and they have everything Pokemon has ever introduced into the games, including some other stuff like the Pokemon Fusion and having armor and like basically a form of Digivolving or, you know, Mega mm-hmm. Evolution. Uh, and they got so many other features with these Pokemon, and that's why Nintendo won't touch it, is because it's, in a way, kind of already been done. Are you talking about I don't know. Uh, I got, I think it's I got po- two words for all that, man. Cease and desist. <laughs> that's exactly what you do with stuff like that. <laughs> Michael, are you talking about, uh, isn't it called Pokemon Uranium? Isn't that what it's called? Maybe? It's like a mod. Yeah, it's a, it's a mod of uh, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. I didn't think they called it Pokemon, but that might be it. Yeah. Oh, I don't right. know, Mitch. My camera went there away. There we back. Cool. Yeah, yeah. we're back. And so it's refreshing everybody else on my thing. Okay. Anyway, um, what was my next Pokemon? Let's question. Um, just real quick, unless you just want to do a run through real, uh, like a long talk about it, but I just want to ask a. Everyone's favorite generation of Pokemon. Like, is that do y'all know? Like, off the top of your head, like if you could think about it real quick, like just out of all the generations that you've played, like what was your favorite one? And um, I don't know if uh, saying Gen One because it's the first Gen is a viable answer, but I mean, if you want to use it, go for it. <laughs> well, then pass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, only because um, I've got two Pokemon that I absolutely roll with um, and I've loved them since I've seen them Uh, you've got Ampharos which is an electric type and then you've got Ferilligator which Mm -hmm. is the starter water type and if I could have brought them into each and every game I would have Um, but sadly I was a lone Pokemon master, so I didn't have friends to to help me get those Pokemon. But uh, it, it doesn't matter. But Gen Two was really was really my thing. I kind of like. I think it was like the first generation um, to where they had a storyline outside of the storyline, where mm-hmm. you you beat the Elite Four and you actually have something to do after you beat the Elite Four, other than collecting Pokemon and. Finishing your do you still have your games? Huh? You oh, do I still games? have them? Yes, yeah. I still have them. Yes. 
There is, uh, I don't have the means at, at the at hand, but there is a way to do it. Oh, really? Bring them into this gin. I thought that, uh, the it's earliest, slightly illegal. I was gonna say, I thought that the <laughs> earliest generation you can move stuff from was Gen 3 on the Game Boy Advance, but there was a way to move stuff like from Fire Red, Leaf of Green, and Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, which is my favorite generation, uh, all the way up into, um, sword and shield but i mean so so there is a way especially with uh uh pokemon home because you are able to transfer things from the uh the i guess like they're not the remakes but when they brought you know gold and silver and red and blue oh to, to the, the store to the virtual console on the uh 3ds so right you get a virtual ds you download that app you put the rom of that game onto the DS app and there you go. If you really want to do it that bad, I mean, there is, if there's a will, there is a way. So Richard, do you have an argument for gen one other than it's the first gen? Uh, I mean, I, I think that they would all kind of revolve back to that. I mean, that's just your iconic, you know, tell me like what Pokemon from any other generation has the the same type of like namesake as like Charizard or Bulbasaur or no. I mean, there, there's never been another lineup that has really stood against that original lineup. And I mean, when you think about it, I mean, to what you just said, it is the first thing. So, I mean, that's just that's the, the OG group right there. I mean, I have an input. I, love it. I have an input. Um, Greninja. The Gr- Gr- See, Gr- like I don't, I don't even know what the hell that is. Greninja's the number so. one. Gr- <laughs> Greninja's uh, been voted the number one Pokemon in the world like uh, four or five years in a row. Yeah, but that's that's based on people that like Pokemon. So, <laughs> and I don't really even fuck with him. So I mean. <laughs> He's Greninja's even... so much cooler, like in the the anime and in the in like Smash, than he is in his own game. Okay, yes. and, the, and the fact that he, uh, I don't know if it's, consi- I don't think it's Mega Evolution. I think it's more of a what was uh, Sun and Moon's thing called Z moves. That sound right? Um, yeah, yeah. It was like he could. There was a and so it's in the anime. Ash and like Greninja, they would like merge. And so there was this thing called Ash Greninja, and it was like Greninja, but it was like it's stupid. It's so stupid, but <laughs> it was stupid, but it was so cool. It was he so had cool. a red stripe on him. It's so cool, but they put Ash Greninja in Sword and Shield, not Sword and Shield, uh, Sun and Moon, and it was just a beefed up Greninja that could just it would just wreck everyone's shit. Like it was like it was like you know. Um, you start your Pokemon game like your new one, and you're like, oh my god, this is great. I can't wait to start a new adventure. But then they'll have some kind of pre-order bonus where if you pre-order the game or you get it like within like a certain time frame, they'll give you some like ridiculously overpowered Pokemon to let you just wreck shit the whole game with. And that's what that's what Greninja was for Gen 7. So, Michael, what about your favorite gen? Well, I'm going I'm to go, I'm going to step back a bit. What really chuffs me is uh, they introduced these gems that your Pokemon could hold, and they would power up a move one time. Yes. And then they just completely, next generation, they're like, you know what, we, we forgot about those. There's no way we can put them in the, in the game. So, 
there is a reason behind that, and it's more about well, yeah, the real reason. Yeah, but you have to go into the the whole lore behind it about how like there's multiple universes and parallel universes within those multiverses, and it's it's a big thing. It's, it's oh my god, I'm okay. I'm so okay. The real people. reason is they were op as shit, and people couldn't block them. So they're like, oh no, online battles, we have to preserve this, make it more even, no. But I mean, yeah, but they also at the same time also have to keep the games fresh. So they, you know, they got rid of Mega Evolution, replace it with Z-Moves, and then they replace Z-Moves with Dynamaxing. So there, you know, there's no telling what's going to come in the next one. But Pokemon Long Shongs. Oh God. <laughs> you ready for a beating for my Charizard beefy boy? Anyway, uh, my favorite generation has to be either Gen 2, uh, really because a lot of some of the lore and the fact that they actually crammed two games into one, or mm-hmm. like I said earlier, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, really just because one of my favorite Pokemon is Drifloon, and then there was like, in real life, a Drifloon that you could meet all pixelated and shit, and I was like, oh my god, he's so adorable, I gotta have him! And so I geeked out a little bit on that game. Yesterday, yeah. I was playing Pokemon Drift- Go, and there was a Drifloom um, event. So there was just like a billion of them spawning in just constantly. So cute. It was great. But what were you going to say, Steve? Yeah, the evolved, the evolved form of Drifloom is... Drifbloom. He's fucking Drifbloom. Um, no, no, no. He's no, fucking no. OP. The evolution is Drifbloom. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So Drift- Drifloom is the, pre- the first evolution. Okay. Either way, his final form is fucking OP. You can get um what is it? What is it? Aftermath? That's just like special ability yeah. that you can have. So I would use him against the um the Elite Four. Um and he was pretty weak, but I didn't care about that because of his aftermath uh, technique. He would go in first. He would get knocked out. Of course, he would do some damage, but his aftermath technique drained damn near the rest of the bar. Send somebody powerful in, knock them out. They send out their next Pokemon. I revive them, and I will do it over and <laughs> over again. And I know that was that's like a cheapskate, but I mean, you have to be creative when you're looking at a 15 level difference between you and these uh, that, final four uh, elite four people that and a 25 26 pokemon gauntlet I'm having to go through <laughs> shit i mean yeah exactly. i don't blame don't anyone bit i think the creepiest thing about drift blim and drift loon is the fact that in their pokedex entries where they gather up kids and take them to the afterlife <laughs> it's just like there's some they dark, said, there's some dark ass pokemon entries their pokedex entries they they say there's some good lore behind some of these entries. They're saying that a lot of them are, um, a lot of them are based off of um, whatever region. Um, yeah, their like the um, folk tales for pertaining them. to. Yeah, it's their folk tale. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, start closing things up with the second episode of trivia. Bum, bum, bum. This episode or this trivia question is going to pertain to the Pokemon series. 
you know, I have, yeah, I know, right? Like, what else would it be? Because <laughs> um, we're talking about it. And you know what's funny? I almost accidentally put the question in the show notes. I had to remember to go back and delete it out because how funny it would be if I just post everything in there. Um, if you want to submit, funny. yeah, if you want to submit uh, trivia questions for our cast, make sure you tweet at us at NGNW Podcast or uh, message me on, or message us on Instagram or something. Um, anyway. So find us, find us on the internet. Um, this one is actually not in particular to one specific Pokemon game, but just into like Pokemon in general. And we're taking it all the way back to 1996 for this one. Um, before the Pokemon company decided that Pikachu would be the mascot for the series. What Pokemon was the original mascot for the whole series? Was it Squirtle, Jigglypuff, Clefairy or Eevee? Steven. I thought I had that question in the bag. Um, I'd have to say Evie. Okay. Richard? Name that Pokemon. <laughs> My gut instinct is to say Eevee, but I, I'm going to roll the dice on this one, and I'm going to say Bulbasaur. That's not even, that's an, not, option. That's not even an option. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, no. Squirtle. There we go. Squirtle. There we go. <laughs> that's what I meant. Uh, I'm so disheartened by you. It turns into it. Come on. What? No, it doesn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're going to have to look, take you to school. Look, hold on, hold on. I'm almost 40 years old. Okay? When these games came out, I already had a license. I was driving a car. I was hanging out at night. I was not playing Pokemon. Oh, uh, my God. Bulbasaur is a good answer, though. Well, he's not. You on know the what list. I was thinking of? Look, hold on. You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of Blastoise. That's wow. the BL, the Bulbasaur, Blastoise. That's that's where it was. Sure. Yeah. You've yeah. redeemed. Dig you that hole deeper. It's fine. No, uh, I mean, the, the, <laughs> hey, look, they sound similar. Michael, do you know the answer to this one? I actually thought it was something. I actually thought it was going to be Meowth, uh, and I feel like I should know this. And I don't know off the top of my head, and that makes me really sad. It's but I'm going to actually go with Clefairy. <laughs> well, the correct answer for this trivia question is Clefairy. Oh, nice. Clefairy, uh, nice. They, they actually had Clefairy picked as the original mascot, but then deemed it, it was too girly. So they went with Pikachu, who they thought would be more neutral between boys and girls. So Michael... You take the lead by one point. You're welcome. So good job. I want to recount. <laughs> Where the show is made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> so good job. All right. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and uh, plug some social medias and close this bad boy out. So our mm-hmm. um, weekly trivia winner, Michael, why don't you start us off? Um, uh unsolicited nudes uh we're getting closer and closer to 200 members so uh come on help us uh share these nudes and uh open box tech deals not a whole lot is going on this week uh we're starting to have some new games rotate out uh, with different systems on your xbox playstation and epic uh, but make sure to keep a look at my page and i'll show you the news uh we're like i said earlier in the show uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 Celebration Edition. That's like the complete thing. 
is coming to Epic. So uh, get on that. It's a good game. Nice. Richard? Uh, new video actually posted earlier today, Night of the Living Dead, boardgamebreakdown.com. Uh, I haven't got the links yet posted up on Facebook and um, Twitter. But uh, it's actually on YouTube if you want to check it out. And uh, more stuff on the way next week. But brand new video on YouTube now. BoardGameBreakdown.com. Or nice. on YouTube, not .com. We'll figure it out. <laughs> he was so professional. <laughs> BoardGameBreakdown.com. I should, I should get it. <laughs> All right, Stephen, what you got? Uh, I'm going to be focusing on Twitch this week. Um, my... Poor little computer finally gave out on me. Um, oh no! So I am going to be doing some streaming this week. Um, I'm going to be doing Cyberpunk, but as I found out today, the lineup got changed uh, shortly after the stream, which will be two days by the time you guys see it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stream the Little Nightmares Two demo. So. You guys can enjoy that and chill with me. Come on and hang out. Um, and that's Twitch, uh, the breaks. That's T H A space B R E A K Z. Come check me out, guys. Word. If you want to find anything I'm doing, uh, find me on Twitter and Twitch at Meechflow. Haven't been streaming a lot lately, but you know, maybe I'll get into it. We'll see. Um, fun, lots of stuff going on in the behind the scenes with the mid, the old Mitchy world. Um, so also apologies for getting the episode out late. I said Friday and then it ended up being Saturday, but I was busy. Um, and I think that's, that's all I got. So anyway, hope you have a great week. This episode should be up on time. Please don't at me. Um, I'm the only human. <laughs> um, make sure you follow the podcast. NGNW. So po- yeah. Follow, <laughs> follow the podcast at NGNW podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I am in the process of, getting a website made so no promises on when that gets done because you know like i said i'm a busy guy playing with pokemon go and stuff on my days off but <laughs> anyway y'all have a good week we'll be back next time with more entertaining and exciting news in the world of gaming michael okay and uh as an additional for uh open box tech deals there's a new hot free game out right now if you're aware of the uh, gaming platform website marketplace uh for indie games uh, itch.io is a game called only cans uh <laughs> it is exactly what you think it is it is uh full of imagery of unnecessarily high quality cans all colors sizes sizes tastes and accessories Tasty and tasteful canned drink erotica and even has one-handed gameplay available uh, streaming to a PC near you. Y'all have a good night. Oh my god. One-handed gameplay. I'm sold!